Hey Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Well, we've had playoff races. And one is in the books in Chicago, and it's time to talk about it on the Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy. The official sunglass of Dale Earnhardt Jr. now features the official camouflage of Dale Jr. The signature 88 collection sunglasses now feature true timber camo. Go get yours at spyoptic.com. I I can't find any reason not to want to do that after reading that. That's one of the best reads ever. So you're going right there. You're going to spyoptic.com. Do do we need to give you a moment? You want to go to spyoptic.com and then come back to us? We'll wait. Yeah, let me see if I can do that. Let's open a new browser here. (laughs) All right, spyoptic, spyoptic.com. True Timber's awesome. Yeah. Who doesn't like True Timber, you know? Right. So get some camo sunglasses. Uh, Mike Davis, Davis Williams, Taylor Zarzer here with you on the Dale Jr. Download. Mike Davis, uh, you know, we've been saying it's broken record. Uh, Watching races each and every week without junior is always tough, especially when they're playoff races, they're chase races. And and he's not involved in that. But there was a lot of interesting storylines. I think most people listening that are fans, that are members of Junior Nation, love watching Martin Truex Jr. win races and or watching Alex Bowman make so many gains on it and have a top 10 finish, which could have been a much better. I think that they love watching Chase Elliott, the potential next big thing in NASCAR, mm-hmm. be as successful as he was at times on Sunday. So I think that there were a lot of things that Junior Nation was intrigued by, probably none more so than the post-race inspection controversy. Well, I disagree. Hold on. You forgot one. Kyle Busch making mental mistakes. Yes. Now, they <laughs> like that I, a I, lot. I do think that they, yeah, made, they like that. I actually saw a tweet with a guy, a video in the stands that was just rubbing it into everybody around him. He had an 88, like, on his chest, just having a good time. <laughs> oh, that guy called it in Reaction Theater. You're, oh, you're lying. I'm dead serious. Did you, did you of course pick he it? Did. Yeah, it, he made it, yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Cool. Is that what we're doing more than anything, is that we're just cheering against the Bush brothers? Yeah. Like, instead of here, we're cheering for... In uh, in Junior's time away from the car, we're cheering against the Bush brothers. Listen, in in your in life, you have to know what your role is, <laughs> what what your mission is, and if Junior Nation's mission at this point moving forward is just to troll, yes, then that is you got to own it. Mm. If it's just a troll, if it's just a laugh at everybody, if it, wait, it are you suggesting it. are you suggesting that Junior all of Junior Nation that listens to this podcast should send trolling tweets? To the Bush brothers, is that what you're saying? I don't think they need this podcast to start doing that, by the way. I think it's already done. I think, and I don't know, Davis, correct me if I'm wrong. You're the social media guy. I believe Dale Jr. even threw a troll or two out there yesterday. He Am definitely did. Like, oh, wait, he he also a, tried to troll Austin Dillon on his haircut. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. So what was up with that? Because I didn't even understand the tweet. Like, I, Does Austin does Dillon tra- get different haircuts or something? Why is he, he just, trolling Austin Dillon? He goes real, real yeah. high. Real high yeah, and tight. He does. <laughs> he does. Real high and tight. So real high and tight. His tweet was something like, 
the LIS inspection is as inconsistent or as uh, – what, what was the word he used, Davis? It was uh, unpredictable. Yeah, he goes, unpredictable. The LIS is as unpredictable as Austin Dillon's haircut. And, <laughs> and, and we were like, oh, that's great. Wait, what does that mean? And I don't know what it means. I still don't. He goes number one on the Clippers on the side and in the back. <laughs> he, he goes tight. High and tight. He, he does. Um, all right. Well, I want to know what you feel about this post-race inspection stuff. Uh, let's recap uh, here. Martin Truex wins the race. Jimmy Johnson finishes 12th. Both failed to clear post-race and at the laser inspection as well twice. Um, you had Kyle Busch who, who flunked. LIS once, but did pass it a second time. This is not the first time this has happened with Truex. This has been a big issue in the in the last few weeks. It'll be fascinating to see what happens now that Truex's car is headed down the road to Concord to the NASCAR R&D Center. Uh, Joey Logano's car is going. Chase Elliott's car is going. Those were randomly selected to see what the penalties will be. Uh, they should be coming out on Wednesday, and who knows? Uh, if a guy like – I know Davis put this in the notes today. If Jimmy Johnson, who's eighth in the standings right now, Mike, if he gets a 10- or 15-point penalty – Which he will. I mean, I think yeah. that's pretty clear he will. Yeah, he's going to be tied for 12th. Yeah. That's, uh, so he's he's right on the bubble, obviously, after the first race, trying to get into the next round. So what's your feeling on these post-race inspection controversies? There's a bunch of different little controversies that I think help build up this one big controversy. Okay, so – First of all, let's just talk about the rules thing. On Friday, we were doing a Periscope, and our buddy Billy Bradley asked me, what is your opinion on the rules, the new rules that NASCAR announced last Wednesday? And I told him, honestly, I don't have an opinion. I don't, I don't really have an opinion. It's, I don't care. Maybe I will by Monday, and if I do, I'll let you know. Well, I do now. My opinion on the rules is I think NASCAR was pretty clear with it on Wednesday with, the, with what the rules and what the penalties would be if the rules are, if the rules are broken. They even were clear on how extreme the rules would have to be for a win to be taken away. And everybody's using this word encumbered, encumbered. I kept thinking they were talking about cucumbers. I don't know what they're talking about, but it's like encumbered. And so the fact of the matter is, it's, it's this simple. If they can say by on the shadow of a doubt that you went and tried to had this, uh, get this big advantage out, you know, by, by blatantly uh, going against the rules of the rule book, then they could take the win away. But you can fail post-race inspection and not have a win taken away. And clearly, they failed 48, 78, even a few others actually failed post-race inspection. But NASCAR determined, as they said they can, that it wasn't as big as it would be to, to warrant a win taken away. That's clear. That has been clear since Wednesday, and that's what happened Sunday. And yet I said, Why, what the, what's the deal with the upheaval? Why are people still having problems? And there lies, I think, the other, con uh, the, the other controversies. And it's just a, it's a fact that whether you're willing to admit it or not, bias comes into play. There's a, obviously a big group of people that just don't want to see Toyota succeed ever mm -hmm. since they came in the sport. Am I wrong? Uh, right. I mean, don't, don't want to see – also, do you ever want your winner failing post-race inspection? And if you say no, I don't want to see a winner fail post-race inspection and not have to suffer the consequences to a full degree. That is a fair argument. I get that argument. That And, and, and you can argue that, and you can, ha you can stand firm on that. I, uh, I think that the perception alone 
is probably the bigger issue of that. It's not even what you think is no right or question wrong. About it's just it. a perception no for NASCAR. I think NASCAR did everything right. I'm looking for a reason to fault NASCAR. I can't really come up with one as long as they're okay with being able to say in the newspapers that, hey, we had a winner, he failed post-race inspection, but he gets to still keep the benefits of that win, which means a guaranteed spot in the next round of the chase. Well, you just stole my entire perspective on it because perspective, perception was exactly the word I was going to. And I wanted to grill first name Davis on this because I can't stand it when Mike gives a level-headed thought like he just did. I don't it like it when I have mad. one. It really makes it me rarely mad. rarely happens. When you're so level-headed. So first make, name on it. It makes you not suck. I know. Yeah, Mike Davis doesn't suck, at least in that, <laughs> not, not at least in that situation. Um, first name, here's the thought I have. When you say failed post-race inspection or there were post-race violations, people – their antennas go up. Yeah. And they start thinking, oh, man, Martin Truex is a cheater. Jimmy Johnson is a cheater. Chase Elliott or Kyle Busch or anybody else is a cheater. Mm -hmm. Even though NASCAR clearly states, and they state it ad nauseum, that they're of the lowest level. The violations are of the lowest level. Right. When you publicly say that you failed post-race inspection, that is makes a lot of fans across the world say, that guy's a cheater. That team is a cheater. And that, to me, is the big issue NASCAR has. I mean, I think absolutely. I think when you look at the headlines of all of this, none of the headlines say Truex Johnson penalized at the lowest level for LIS violations. They all just say they failed, failed post-season post inspection. A lot of times that's what people are going to read, and they're going to move on with their lives. And so in their head it's just going to be, Truex and Jimmy and whoever, Kyle, possibly cheated. Here's the thing I'm at. And that's kind of the issue. Let, let, let me just tell you, I'm gonna, and I'm going to ask you guys a question. So here it is. A lot of people also are upset the fact that Martin won't really suffer the consequences of this Because he won. Because he won and his win isn't being taken away. And right. yet Jimmy Johnson, who led a lot of laps – Made a mistake. Yeah. Made a mistake in the race, which you cannot make mistakes in playoffs. That's clear. Let's not go give him a pass on that. You can't get caught speeding, and 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 think that you're going to come out okay. All right, it's not. All right. So that being said, Jimmy Johnson's going to end up getting a point penalty, and he's going to be sitting in twelfth. All right, fair enough. Now, the fact of the matter is, even though Martin didn't take uh, get his win taken away, the fact is is that you got Cole Pern, who clearly walks this fine line of the rules, like he goes out and he Habitual takes risks. He takes risk. From what I've heard all year, I hear Dale Jr. fans wanting the crew chief to take risks. I hear them saying, I'll, be, do what the Toyotas are doing. They've got an advantage. NASCAR's giving them an advantage. Go do what they're doing. Are you sure you want that? Because the fact of the matter is, that wasn't a guaranteed win for Martin. In fact, with five laps to go, Chase Elliott was your winner. Martin Truex would be back in 12th. Just like Jimmy Johnson or 11th. Obviously, we wouldn't both be back in 12th, but you would be back there. It's a fine line. It's a high risk, high reward. And so when you walk that line, even though they didn't take a win away, you know that you are, whether it's setting up your car, whatever it is, you're walking a fine line that, let me tell you something, if you get busted and you don't win, even with a low-level penalty, your chase may have just ended, especially on a year where you've been so good. So, And, and, and the other thing is, 
there is a multiplier effect in these NASCAR rules that a lot of people aren't seeming to talk about here. And that's it. If you continue to get caught, especially in the chase, like it will have a long-term effect on the 78. It will lead to bigger suspensions or bigger penalties. So I'm saying, you know, everybody's acting like the 78 got, got by scot-free, right? They only got by because they ended up doing a pit call coming out in, in first, beating Chase out of the pits and getting to restart on the outside line, which was – Clearly the way to do it, uh, and that was almost luck, and they won the race. But you know what? That ain't going to happen ten times in a row. The biggest question I have moving forward, Mike, is when it's going to happen again. You know, it's the first week of of ten races, and we're already talking about this and the significant impact it's going to have on Jimmy. What what happens after Loudon on Sunday? And you know all these guys so well. You know these race teams so well. So many engineers, crew chiefs, etc., and guys that are on these teams. How much more careful do, must they be as they get ready for Loudon this weekend? That to me is the biggest question because this has been consistent the last few weeks. Taylor, keep in mind the teams wanted this. The teams wanted this. You don't even hear the teams complaining about this right now. They wanted to know going in that they were on a level playing field. You know what else? Brad Kozlowski had an interesting series of tweets last night that was basically saying the teams advocated for this type of thing. The laser inspection has been going on all year, but they want this because it actually cuts cost, and you're looking for cost-cutting measures to, uh, to one, be fair, but also because it's just it costs a lot of money to cheat, apparently. You know? Because yeah. you've got these brainiac engineers that are sitting here, okay, what if we do this? What if we do this? And, you know, that all costs money. And so – I think the teams aren't complaining about this. It's just the fans. If you go back to that bias, a lot of people don't want to see Toyotas win. A lot of people don't want to see your winner fail post-race inspection. And a lot of people don't want to see a team that's been busted repeatedly to continue to do it and not have to suffer the fullest consequences. And those are all fair arguments. How many people across the country last night after the race said, hey, honey, can you look up the word encumber? Yeah. Can you look that up for me real quick? Hey, did you know that encumbered, a synonym for encumbered was limit or restrict? I, I think we probably had plenty of people doing that, didn't we? Uh, probably, and I'm not even going to say if I was one of them or not. <laughs> dictionary, you, went to, you went to dictionary.com last night? I'm not, I, I'm not saying I did or didn't. I'm just going to leave it at it. You could have all just said real big, real big penalty. <laughs> yeah. It would have done the same thing. Because pe- people are going to define it how they want to. People are well, going to have the, the same opinion. It doesn't even matter. You can use the best you thing want. is the best thing is is when you can hear somebody as you see him writing it on Twitter, and when Junior writes encumbered when he retweets a tweet and just writes encumbered, you can hear him saying encumbered. Encum- yeah, you totally encumbered. Can. You hey, can hear him in his southern accent say that word, and it just makes you laugh even more. All right, Taylor Zarger, I'm about to ask you the question. I want to ask you. I want to know. Okay. You're going to hit me with some truth. Here we go. All right, Cole Pern. We know what he is. We know what mm-hmm. he does. They've been very successful. Would you want Cole Pern-type approach to Dale Absolutely. Jr.'s car? Absolutely. And people can say, you know, you're a cheater. Fine. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't in care. Every, it, listen, I, I would like to think of myself as an ethical, moral person of faith. Okay? And in all parts of my life, I try to – uh, live by those creeds, and I also try to obey the laws of our country as much as I possibly can. But I also know that there are times in my own life 
and in your life, Mike, and in everyone listening's life, where we probably have compromised the rules and done things that might have been right on the line of what is right and what is wrong or what is legal and what is illegal. I want to always try to consider that, to do whatever I can to be successful, not only for myself, but everyone that I represent. Think about this for a second. All right, let's just, you're a huge college football fan, Mike, so I'm just going to, and I'll know how often to make comparisons to college football. There's no question in my mind that every program, every big-time program in college football right now is being somewhat aggressive with the NCAA rules. No doubt Fair to say? It. No doubt about it. Okay, so it's, we, we could go any sport, we could go any walk of life. Right. And we could find Chad Kanauses out there or Cole Pern or anybody else that's gotten trouble in the past, that probably will get in trouble in the future, that are doing everything they can to be successful. They're not egregiously, in my opinion, trying to break rules. They're trying their best to be successful. And at times, they might toe the line. I have no issue with that. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, so it's a, it's a catch-22. It's a double standard. It's like, no. You know, I, I was doing a Periscope right before this, and Submarine Mike, our buddy, was uh, saying, nope, if you fail, you lose the win, you lose the money, you lose everything. If you fail post-race inspection, and I'm like, man, who wants to live in that world? Because to be honest with you, that's what we ask of our crew chiefs, to, to find that area, to get there, so you can have – even the slightest advantage over somebody else. I mean, look, we, we live in an area where you have to make rules so that the crew members don't run in intentionally to the side of the car. I mean, like, we don't – there are – there is no standard of asinine to, to get an advantage. We'll do it – we will run into the side of a car and put a dent in it to get an advantage. So, you know, it's just like – and you want that, don't you? There will always be some sort of – uh, effort to try to get an advantage. Let me tell. Let me give you one more. Let me just. And let me say this so that people can understand. Rick Neuheisel is a friend of mine. He works on Sirius XM. Used to be the head coach at uh, Colorado, at uh, Washington, and UCLA. There was a. There's a rule in place, or was a rule in place, Mike, where you couldn't be within like 50 yards of a recruit. You know what he would do? He would stand 51 yards away and scream at the guy, right? And say, "Hey, I want you to come for a visit this weekend to Westwood." You know and. Was he toying? Was he skirting the rules, or is he right on the razor's edge? Sure. Nick Saban used to make unlimited phone calls, and he would throw the phones away. You know, after he make the phone call, and then they had to. Then he had all these video conferencing that he was doing, and they changed the rules on him. It's in, it's that way in every single sport, and in NASCAR, if Cole Pern, Martin Truex Jr.'s crew chief, thinks that he can skirt the edge, I have no issue with that. And so the question is, it, well, is he unethical by doing the 51-yard scream? Well, the question, is, the answer is, I don't think they care. It, I don't think they care. Cole Pern doesn't care if he was .01 inch from a passing laser inspection. He doesn't care. He got his win. He'll care when he doesn't win and he gets knocked back about five positions or six positions. Uh, right. and, and, and he knows that going in. And he makes the decision, I'm okay with that. It's a risk-reward type thing. Good stuff. On uh, post-race inspection, I don't think we've heard the end of that. Uh, we go next week 
of course, uh, to Loudon, New Hampshire. Love that place. And uh, people up there too. are phenomenal. Always enjoy that. Drove up to Maine, ate some lobster uh, a couple times I was there, and maybe even taken a Red Sox game over in Boston. But New Hampshire's great. And uh, Doug Rice and the boys on Performance Racing Network and then TV, NBC Sports Network will do a great job. I- I'm curious, these next two races, Mike, a couple other things to watch is Kevin Harvick is down in 14th place right now after the first week. You know, this is a guy that's won a championship. I'll be curious to see how he does these next two weeks. And the other thing I'm really curious to watch, I think Ryan Newman, if he gets close to Tony Stewart on the track, might have something to say these next two weeks. Okay, so I I sort of lost touch with that story because I saw them both doing some sort of media or photo opportunity together, which Mm -hmm. made me think, okay, so they've patched this up. Did you see this, Davis? I just saw that Tony said, I think Gus was in a media session, that he was kind of upset that people were still paying attention to it, still trying to bring it up, that it's all over with. <laughs> we should move re- on. Did they hear? Did he hear what Ryan Newman said about him? That's why yeah. we're bringing it up. Yeah. I, I, I think they – you know what I think? I think NASCAR probably had a, had a talk oh, to both of really? them and yeah. said, listen, we don't want this whole Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano thing again this year. Hmm. Now – Especially with you there, on your there, way there, There's a crowd that would say, why not? Right? <laughs> yeah. Martinsville was that memorable. That was so interesting for a lot of us uh, to watch that. Now, it wouldn't be if you were one of those teams, but it was for us. <laughs> yeah. I still love the junior smoke story when they almost turned a, a hauler uh, or a trailer over when they got into it years back, ago. Back uh, in the then Bush series? That was so – that that story, I can't ever get enough of that. Yeah. Well, they're all coming after each – they're both coming after each other, and all these people are intervening. Uh, fun st- Smoke retelling that story was, was funny stuff. Um, all right, well, it's something to watch in the next couple of weeks for sure. All right, Dale Jr., uh, not racing right now, but, man, it's been fun to see him uh, doing some things that I know that he enjoys, Mike. A couple of weeks ago, of course, he was on College Game Day and uh, was the guest picker, and he correctly yeah. picked. No, no, no. No. He didn't, did he? No. No, he didn't. No. He went no. five and six. He went five Virginia Tech. Yeah. He went with Virginia Tech over Tennessee because he was scared of Amy, basically. And um, ten- she's not allowing him to pick Tennessee. So um, I know that she he picked Virginia Tech in that one, but I'm uh, I, I know that he had a lot of fun with that at Bristol Motor Speedway, and then this past weekend he was at Z Max Dragway, and I know he had, just looking at his tweets looked like he had a great time with that. Let's bring in Tyler Overstreet, Mike, because uh, I want to hear what happened at this hot rod race. Tyler, uh, you've had some uh, some interesting trips you've made the last couple of weeks that you probably didn't forecast a couple months ago. Uh yeah, especially the drag race. I didn't forecast until like two hours before. He's like, hey, <laughs> he's like, hey, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go to the drag race? And I'm like, sure, sure, I'll go. I don't care. So he he, he did he buy the tickets? No. All right, let's he, just, let's just keep not, it real here. Well, yeah. I would hope not. Marcus he, is his buddy. You yeah. Know? So he had got the he had the tickets, and they say the president's suite. Oh. And then he's he's got a tower parking spot oh he's like, oh yeah. where's the tower parking spot it's mm. about as close to the tower as you can get yeah. we're parking along the fence so yeah it it was a nice experience had uh, you ever been i had been but not like that yeah you, not with tower yeah i'm parking. telling you man you know. uh, tyler i want you to try to properly describe this to people listening the amount of power that is running through your body as you were at a drag race, is I, I think it's unlike anything else you can experience. 
yeah, it's it's insane. Like we got there and the pro stock cars were running, and they're loud enough as it is, but they're nothing compared to like the funny cars. And so we get there and Amy's like, "Oh gosh, that's loud," and we're like, "Oh great, it's it's gonna even be yeah. louder yeah. and shake your entire body." And that w- we were just hearing that from the parking lot. When we walked out to the um, to the tree. Yeah. So we're standing 15 feet from the cars, and if you've ever been to a drag race, whenever they take off, they shoot the like the nitro, and it burns your eyes. So I had sunglasses on, and I didn't want to take them off because I was crying because it was burning my <laughs> eyes so bad. But it was it was very cool. Um, luckily, the John Force team guys had gave us some earplugs. But even then, as you can see in the picture, Dale tweeted. You still had to cover your ears just to yeah. manage to stay. I don't know how those guys do it every week. So Dale was there as a guest of the forces. Is that right? No. Oh, well, he was there. See, he went there to see them. He was invited by them, right? Yeah, like he's buddies with Graham Rahal. Right. Who is married to Courtney Force. So he actually wanted to go a while back, but That's schedules right. never matched up. And so we just, we really, we walked up to her pit. And she was at an autograph session or something. And one of her team guys is like, hey, you guys want to come in here? Whatever. Like, there's really nobody there at 3 o'clock on Friday. So we hung out there for a while. And then we went over to John's pit because they're connected. And then um, they they have a Suburban that dra- that pulls the car to the grid. And so they let us ride in the Suburban to pull John Force's car to the grid. Oh, yeah. And John didn't know he was there. So Dale gets out and's like, "Hey man, here's your helmet." <laughs> and, no way, is that right? Yeah, and John didn't know that Dale was in the car. He didn't even know he was there. And so John, he rides. I don't know if you ever watched it on TV. He rides a scooter everywhere. Oh yeah, I've seen so that. So he pulls up on the scooter, and Dale's standing there with his helmet. And he's like, it was very cool because I've watched John Force race for a long, long time. Right. And he's almost in awe of Dale, just because of the respect he had for Dale Senior. Wow. And so, it's so hard to get John Force to talk or say something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was very excited to see him. That's cool. And it then, seems like uh, Dale's uh, spirits are pretty high, Tyler. I mean, just given the fact, I know it's extremely difficult to, to not be in a car right now, and you can tell just watching these races is, is so different for him and strange, and he desperately wants to get back out there, I know, and hopefully in Daytona in, in February. But uh, good for him for enjoying his life, right? I mean, getting to have all these different experiences – he's never been able to have since he's been racing every single weekend. Right. I mean, it's it's not very often that he's going to have the opportunity to go to a drag race because the schedules never align. They start after Cup and end before Cup season ends. So the schedules never match up. So it's just a unique opportunity. And it's part of rehab. It is, yeah. If that don't help you, I don't know what will. Yeah, going to the drag race that'll that'll get him. That'll get him. That'll get those symptoms stirring. Won't yeah, it? <laughs> it'll get something going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, um, we we do need to have some kind of sounder, Mike Davis, for when Tyler Overstreet just comes in and updates you know, us on what's going on. We used to have the I love Steve Letart. Right. Remember that remember yeah. that stinger. Yeah. Why do we not have one for Tyler? I don't know many people maybe that love just, me. Maybe so. we should just have like Kevin Harvick laughing after the you know the right. stunt a couple mm, years ago. No, no, you still not <laughs> no. you're still not over that, huh? No, yeah. no. it means we need a new one, man. We need a new one. Harvick's almost gone, so 
Yeah, but not the opportunities <laughs> to prank you. I think yeah. he would. It don't matter who he's driving for. We can that's right. You. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well. Thank Sweet. you, Tyler. Appreciate it, my All man. Right. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, hear some reaction theater calls. First name, Davis. Hendrick Motorsports shows some speed this weekend. That's a, a good sign going into the chase. Speaking of chase, Dan, you got to feel sorry for him, man. We had a car that good and then comes in, loses on the last hit stop. But what I like most about that statement is uh, you didn't hear him get out of the car and uh, bash his pit crew or say right. every one of you, they'd fire every damn one of you. Uh, nope, not one word. And hell, he's a, uh, what, 20-some-year-old? 20. Yeah, that's respect what that is. Uh, maybe Kevin Harvick uh, needs to uh, learn a little bit of that. Uh, had a good run in an 88 car today, too. Uh, Bowman had her up front. And uh, I got one more thing for you. Submarine knock, your battleship just got sunk. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was good to see the speed, the speed that uh, Henrik Motorsports had this week. That was um, encouraging. There are nine races to go, but let me just make this clear to you, Mike Davis. Chase Elliott is a legitimate championship contender. Yeah. Boy, what he is 20 people? years old. I either want Martin Truex Jr. or Chase Elliott to win, and I think most people listening agree with that. If a a guy from Furniture Row Racing won the championship who happens to be very close with Dale Jr., that would be great. Now, I understand the relationship with Gibbs and all that, but still, that would be great for the sport, I think, for a small operation to win. But if a 20-year-old son of Awesome Bill won this thing, the first year, he's Jeff Gordon's out of the car, and he's in Gordon's car. I mean, that would be a heck of a story. They'd never turn that siren off, would they? No, they wouldn't. At the Dawsonville Dawson pool hall. <laughs> Who's next? I find this weekend very opinionated. I've already seen everyone talk about post-race, how Truex and Jimmy Johnson failed post-race tech. And they're saying, oh, we shouldn't have post-race tech. I'll tell you what. Jimmy Johnson, did he hit the wall today? No. Did he hit another car today? No. Did Truex? Did he hit another car today? No, he didn't. Did he hit the wall today? No, he didn't. Did his car pass previous inspection? Sure it did. But does that mean when the tire guys were pulling the tires off, he flared the quarter panel? Could have happened. Could have happened to Jimmy, too. So, you know what? I'm all for post-race inspection. Let's have it. Let's have this laser stuff going on. Until Junior fails post-race tech inspection, I might change my opinion. (laughs) Let's go to New Hampshire. Let's hope we get a better finish. Uh, Elliot, yeah. Elliot, yeah. So uh, what he's talking about there, Taylor, I don't know if you know this, but Ricky Craven came out and said that they don't need to have post-race inspection. I saw that. He said this before this past weekend, by the way. He said this last week or two weeks ago. And so it sort of It uh, was after Bristol, I thought. Yeah, it sort of resurfaced, obviously, yesterday about the post-race inspection. And I'm with this guy. I'm with this caller. I don't think you can get rid of post-race inspection. I mean, you could. But I'm just telling you, man, you open up the Pandora's no, box. No, no, you can't do that. God, I mean, the people during the race, are, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna do whatever they can, uh, like you said, with quarter panels or, or any we, part for we that We run into the side of the car on purpose. That's what we start doing. And post-race inspection, I think, is necessary. Without any question. Yeah, I'm, you're right. It was a couple, Craven said that, I think, after Darlington or Bristol. And I love Craven. I'll, I'll say it a hundred times. I love the guy. Just disagree with him on that one. 
he's a, he's a driver. Man. Yeah, <laughs> so, which, which means he doesn't care about what, yeah. I, what I disagree with. <laughs> Who's next? Gone hell of a race today in Chicago. Martin Truex just he covered the field, man. He put a whooping on him. Thought Chase Elliott had a shot to get his first win. Was was pretty excited about that. And, uh, and then we saw that last caution and pretty much knew from there that Truex was just he's gonna put on the afterburners and get by him, man. Lost my shit when I saw Kyle Bush choke and turn himself in the lead on Saturday. That was awesome, man. <laughs> we were walking around all day. Had our beer belts on, had an 88 carved into my chest hair, man. Yep. Talked to a lot of Dale Jr. fans. Had a blast. Getting married in a week, that's a big deal. Probably shouldn't have went to the race. Got some <laughs> to do, but I'll figure it out. I'll get it done. NASCAR's, NASCAR's top priority, man. Zero beers. Dale, yeah. So, what, what was I saying at the beginning of this? You got to know what American. your mission is. You got to know your role. And that gentleman knows his role. He does. His I like life it. does, too. Hell yeah, he does. Yeah. What do you mean he's got something to do? What do you mean you have to do? You have to show up at the wedding is what you have to do. Right. Don't get in her way. Is he you have don't have that guy, that guy doesn't have any clue how to put on a wedding, and I don't either. And neither does Mike Davis or Davis Williams or any other man that's listening. Get out of the way. My father had the greatest advice ever before I got married to wonderful Miss Betsy, and he was real serious about this, Mike. He said, Taylor, I want you to pay real close attention to me about uh, the wedding, okay? And I was like, uh, you have advice for me on the wedding? He said, yes. And I said, what's that? And he said, come in from the right. <laughs> and right. he was, it, that's it. That's right. That's it, man. Go to the race. Have a big time at Chicagoland. And show, make sure you show up and come in from the right this upcoming weekend. So he is, has a is video. Is he going to have 88 chess here on his wedding day? Why yeah. not? Why not? That'd that, be incredible. That's a that's a romantic flair for that honeymoon. <laughs> I hope she has eighty eight on her chest hair too. <laughs> <laughs> You're just wrong for that. Just Who's wrong. Next? <laughs> Man, I thought Chase was gonna get that. But oh well, it's good seeing Martin Truex win. It don't ever get old watching Truex win. Him and Dale's pretty good buddies, so it's good for him, it's good for Sherry. That's their cancer awareness month, so them winning brings more awareness to it. And uh you guys have a good day. Hashtag Mike Davis don't suck. You guys just need to get on his level, so you guys have a good day. <laughs> there you go. There's some advice for you, or, Taylor. Or maybe maybe Taylor and first name suck, and we all suck. Mm, yeah, we might all suck. Okay. Can, can we go with a suckless week, just one? Is it, can, can, <laughs> Do everybody doesn't to? suck. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I got to say, uh, Dado sent me a very heartfelt message uh, this week, you know, thinking about me and what's been going on, and uh, he did say Mike Davis sucks at the end of it. <laughs> now, why would he do that? It, which it, I really appreciate. It was a, probably a heartfelt. It's like what you were talking about last nice. week. He always makes, like, tells some really heartfelt message, and then he also throws Mike Davis sucks at the end. I love he, that guy. And he can't get mad. He's one of my favorite people. Who's next? Another Toyota one. Kind of getting sick of that. But, uh, Team 88 had a pretty decent day, decent car. Team kept him in position all day and uh, got a respectable finish out of it. I love seeing the Hendricks. Looks like they're getting their uh, horsepower back and uh, maybe starting to catch the rest of the field. I want to thank you guys for doing the podcast. The podcast rocks. Taylor, you don't suck. And uh, neither do you, Mike Davis. Other than that... Y'all have a great day. We're on our way to a suckless podcast here. I'm telling you. I know That's we got a few more callers, but uh, <laughs> that day was like the Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who's uh, next? Toyota's cheating again. 
Toyota's cheating again. I can't believe, but it's true. Truex needs to win. Taken away. NASCAR needs to balls up. Quit penalizing these stupid little points and these little money fines. This pocket change. This chump change of these guys. Take the freaking win away. When it when it fails inspection, take it away then. Don't wait a couple days because all the fanfare and hoopla is over. Take it away. Do what's right. Set a precedent. It's time. NASCAR is so politically driven that it needs to stop. Mike Davis sucks. Hmm. Taylor Zarza for... (laughs) First name Davis. Hi, I'm Davis. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Davis, I think he took a shot at you. He, def- he did. He definitely did. <laughs> he definitely did. I don't. I. I don't know what I sound like, but I guess it's like that. That's not the first time he's heard that. Yeah. He's. That's okay. No. He's. He's a big boy. He's. He can. <laughs> he can toughen it out. I love it. Good stuff. So they we want got one the win. They, they want the win taken away. Let's hear the last one. That's the last one. So Dado yep. doesn't even have a response. He didn't even call this week. Man, it's okay. D- Dado will have nineteen periscopes. Yeah. That's right. To, so, to respond. Okay. So, but your team Sloppyella Taylor. So, do, I am. Do, can you can you actually declare Submarine Mike the winner this week? Well, Dado, no, because Dado has the post race Dale Junior download, uh, the post Dale Junior download show on uh, Periscope that I always enjoy watching, and I always like when he gets sidetracked. Like he's got a plan. And then he sees all these comments, and he he gets so excited to read the comments that he can't pay attention. So I'm still Team Datto, though I do now, appreciate. I you're Team Datto, but I'm saying for this week, though, that was pretty strong. I, no, that was strong. Team. I would really love to see video of the two of them doing that. Uh, that would be even funnier to see that. But uh, well done, Submarine Mike. And uh, he sent me. A, he also sent me a really nice note this week, which I appreciated. But I am absolutely the campaign manager for Team Datto. That's Reaction Theater, and the number is 855-740-1902. God, that was funny. 855-740-1902. And make sure that you uh, check that out. So Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy, the official sunglass of Dale Earnhardt Jr. now features the official camouflage of Dale Jr. Signature 88 collection sunglasses are now featuring true timber camo. Get yours at spyoptic.com. It's time now for Nationwide segment. It's Proud to sponsor NASCAR Foundation's Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award given to one NASCAR fan who is making an impact in their community with the children's charities. 
and this week it's particularly special. You can visit NASCAR.com slash award to watch the stories of four amazing finalists and vote today and every day for your favorite. Winner gets $100,000 for their charity. You can vote today at NASCAR.com slash award. And as I said, it's particularly special this week. You can hear the story of finalist Andy Hoffman in the Team Jack Foundation. Uh, years ago, Jack ran a touchdown in for the Nebraska Cornhuskers during their spring football game, and he had the biggest Calvary ever Yeah, that was helping him get to the end zone. It's one of the more emotional things you will ever witness. So t- listen to that. Unbelievable stuff. It is Jack Hoffman of Team Jack coming out on the field right now. There's fourth down and short. A young man who has battled brain cancer is on the field right now for the Hustlers. My name is Andy Hoffman, and I founded the Team Jack Foundation in 2013. There is nothing more disheartening than being told that your son is going to have to start a cancer therapy that they've been giving kids since 1982. You know, to put it blunt, it just pisses you off as a dad uh, to know that this is the best our society does for kids with brain tumors, and not just brain tumors, but all forms of pediatric cancer. We are leagues behind lots of different cancers for kids. Now it is definitively switched to pediatric brain cancer being the number one killer of kids. It's difficult as a parent, and then it's also difficult when you think about how uh, childhood cancer parents are, kind of feel sometimes like the kids might be getting overlooked, and it's just heartbreaking, and you just wish they didn't have to go through it. We got our start in fundraising through the sale of T-shirts. We're a blue-collar family. We're grassroots. We're extremely rural Nebraska, and so we kind of took that lunch bucket mentality when it came to solving this problem. He got this idea, and nothing was going to stop him from doing it. He's kind of made it his mission to raise money for research and try to help these kids. You know, he wants to effect change, and this was the way that we've decided to try to do it. Our goal is to raise as much money as we can, as fast as we can, and put it into the hands of the best researchers in the world to help find a cure for pediatric brain cancer. We have raised a little over $3 million in three years and we do our gala every year and then our radiothon and those are probably our largest events we recently started doing color runs and then we just every day call donors and you know write letters do direct mailers with volunteers it's about finding a cure and finding better treatment for all children he is not going to sit back and let something decrease his kids potential for quality life, but he's not going to let it be that way for anyone that has pediatric brain cancer. For whatever reason, God chose us, and so we felt like it was our job, uh, our obligation to the other families to use all of the blessings that in our life to try to do the most amount of good as possible. Listen to this crowd as Jack Hoffman just scored a touchdown. This is Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Tune in every other Wednesday to listen to Fast Lane Family right here on Dirty Mo Radio. It is time, Michael Davis, to throw the white flag. White flag right there. White flag. All right. White can flag. I um, can I sponsor the white flag this week? You can for sure. We can have multiple sponsors. Go right ahead. 
Well, I'd like to sponsor it. Uh, you know what? I'll let you do it at the beginning, and I'll sponsor it at the end. How about that? All right, let's go here. This white flag, uh, the beginning sponsor is Exalta. You know, actually, a lot of people ask. I say a lot of people. A few people occasionally ask, what is Exalta? Do you ever get this first name? No. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for playing along there, pal. Absolutely not, but thanks for asking. Well, since you've got it figured out, do you want to tell anybody? I don't know what oh, it is. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> but people never ask me All if right. they know what it is. If you drive a vehicle, it's probably painted by an Exalta product, Davis. Did oh, you know okay, that? Cool. Exalta, Good for us. Exalta de- listen, everybody, because I want you to hear this. Exalta develops and manufactures coatings for light and commercial vehicles, indust- industrial vehicles, whatever. So they are worldwide with thousands and thousands of employees, and yet they bring you Dirty Mo Radio and Dell Jr.'s digital platform. So we thank them for that. All right, I'm moving on. Thanks a lot, Davis. Wow. That was brutal. It was. Dale is working this week. He's got production work for Hellman's on Tuesday. I should have read it like it's a like it's a change in something. Like Dale is working this week. No, no, he works every week. Uh, he's got production work for Hellman's on Tuesday. He's got the wonderful Driven to Give dinner and auction uh, tomorrow night, which is that's hosted by the Dale Jr. Foundation. Thursday, he'll be visiting the headquarters of Brant. Uh, what is that's in Illinois? Oh, yeah, yeah, Illinois. Illinois. Uh, also, don't forget Chevrolet's Win Your Chevy sweepstakes is still going on. Go to winyourchevy.com for rules and details. Turning the page. You, was it Paul Harvey that used to turn the page and you could hear yes. like the paper like turning, the, turning the page? And then you'd hear the newspaper crinkle? Yeah, that's what I just did. Weekend with the 88s is over. A winner will be selected soon. So if you bought a raffle ticket for that, stand by uh, for your phone call because I feel like this is yours. I feel, I'm d- Dirty Mo Radio listener, I think this is you. I'm Hint, hint. So stay by your phone. <laughs> All right. I just probably just uh, disappointed about a lot of people. What about a certain Dirty Mo Radio producer? Does he get – Did you sign up for Weekend with the 88s? <laughs> no. We had this conversation the other then week. Then I'm pretty sure you think. won't win. The Xfinity Series chase starts this weekend. Both Elliott Sadler and Justin Allgaier are competing for the championship for Junior Motorsports. They race at Kentucky this weekend. Uh, Josh Berry will be in our third car, the number 88, so that'll be fun. The Sprint Cup Series will enter race number two of their chase. Is Bowman running again this weekend at New Hampshire? I honestly don't know. We'll have to take this part out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The number 88. Here's what I can tell you. It'll have the nationwide paint scheme on it. And I'm Pretty sure Bowman's in the car, but <laughs> don't go to the website. Don't bank on it. Don't don't. Uh, that was terrible. But you know what? You should leave it all in. No, yes, yeah, you should. You really should. You just leave it in. Okay. You force leave. people to go to the website. <laughs> yeah. Go to DLG.com if you want to know who's racing this week. But, so, you know, for all those people that thought Mike Davis didn't suck, well, I <laughs> right. just gave you a reason. Yeah. Uh, suck yeah. this podcast no more. That's right. <laughs> it, it did get sucky there. Uh, that's all I got, Taylor. Ended on a high note. What the, so, <laughs> well, I did want to say so this in closing. I, yeah. In closing, I'd like to say this, that uh, the White Flag, Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy, also sponsored by Crystal today. I know you nice. love Crystal. I love it. And uh, the only person that loved Crystal more than you was my father, who would bring mm. it home every single Sunday when I was growing up as a kid for breakfast in the morning. He would bring it home, and my mother got so mad about it. Crystal Riser, man. He passed away uh, just eight days ago, and uh, the day after that, for lunch, you can bet your bottom what we had Crystal? Uh, the next day. I went and got two 24-packs at Thanks, Crystal, God. and my entire family ate them in his honor. Uh, I'm going to miss him terribly every single day for the rest of my life. I'll miss him terribly. Uh, unfortunately, first name Davis knows what this is like, and that's a void that uh, you can't ever get back. But I can tell you this. He's given me a, a lifetime of 
of unbelievable memories that I'm so proud of and honored to continue his his great name moving forward. The amount of support that the people here have given me is something I will never, ever forget. Whether it's Mike, it's especially first name. I First name, just got down just, there. Just blown yeah. away um, seeing him in person a few days ago, and it meant a whole lot to my entire family. But, Mike, the, what you wrote uh, to me personally and what you wrote publicly means a great deal, and the amount of response that Junior Nation gave me is something that I will never forget. I'm proud to be part of Junior Nation. And that's one of the biggest reasons why. So well, we on behalf of my father, Crystal is sponsoring White Flag. Mike Davis is close, though. He's real close because we stopped on the way to Lexington, Kentucky for lunch. And you said, we're going to eat at Crystal, right? And I said, really? And you said, absolutely. Where else is there anywhere else to go, is there? And we did. Well, we stopped at Crystal. There's just no Crystal around here. Like they don't have them in Charlotte. They don't have. I think there's an exit right before you get to South Carolina that has it in a gas station, mm. and I hit that gas station for my meals uh, every time I go by because <laughs> of the crystal. But uh, yeah, it's just you, when when you don't have them around, and then you get to a state that has them at every like every other mile, you got to stop. Your next role in life should be a crystal franchisee. Yeah, he Charlotte. really should. He there. Ooh, mm. Mm. Mike Davis starts. Yeah. The Crystal franchise in the greater Charlotte area. You can see it now. Crystal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for First Name Davis, for Mike Davis, for Dale Earnhardt Jr., for everyone that listened today, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download, presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 